1: This, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Myself.
0: But on a more positive note, I'll say what I did like yesterday. Now, a lot of people were very frustrated. Chris Godwin had a fumble, um, but it was one of the mm. perfect little peanut punches out of his arm. It's something very uncontrollable when you're trying. I mean, he had full possession of the ball. He was mm. on his way down. It was just a very well-executed punch out. But what I loved is that, A lot of players could have gone to the side and been like, that was a great punch out by a defensive player. Like, I'll shake it off and make it better next time. Chris Godwin goes to the sidelines, gets with Julio Jones, a veteran who has been, you know, so dominant in this league when he's healthy. And is sitting there getting tips on how to better secure the ball to avoid a a well executed punch out. And I love that because we talk so much about accountability and and we talk about leadership on this team. And that just goes to show why it's important to have a guy like Chris Godwin not only on your roster, but in that comeback player conversation after two injuries, the big injury that he sustained and bounced back for and was ready to go game one. Then you've got the other injury that he um, racked up early in the season that could have probably played off the initial injury. And then now you're here at over 1,000 yards and you're not – relying on any crutches or excuses for any shortcomings or you know unfortunate plays that happen of course he had a fumble last game and that sucked so all over the twitter storm was chris godwin these fumbles oh my gosh but it wasn't entirely his fault but he took full responsibility for it and Mm -hmm. i just love the fact that he went to the sideline went and paired up with a vet got some tips and tricks and what i love too is that on the next drive or the next catch that he had in the game, you kind of saw him shift his positioning and his grip on the ball to make sure that, you know, I'm going to start practicing this now. So individually, there's probably guys that took that Week 18 practice game while I'm in, truly to heart, truly to form, and I think Godwin was one of those guys. Um, Something else that I completely forgot to mention, guys, is that Mike Evans was actually ruled out right before the game started or right as the game started with an illness. Hasn't been disclosed what that is, but, you know, it's not injury-related. He just wasn't well enough to play. Um, so that's the only reason why him as a starter was not on the field. That wasn't a decision in terms of, you know, safety reps or anything else. It was an illness that came on, uh, really quickly, I guess. So it became the Chris Godwin show. I appreciate where Bulls was trying to come from in some sense. I just don't think it was entirely all of that. But, um, overall, Kaylee, did you see anything from maybe some of the second string or the third string guys that was impressive to you? Uh, I was going to. Gabbard, yeah. People were excited to see Kyle Trask. I know that you um are a fellow Kyle Trask. Er, what did you see that you liked or didn't like or wanted to see more of?
1: Yeah. Um well, yeah, I I think that what we saw from Blaine Gabbert was good, you know, fairly consistent, 6 of 8. Um so I, you know, that was pretty good. Kyle Trask not as um consistent. <laughs> Uh, three of nine, uh, it's a smaller, smaller scale, but, um, you know, not as, not as consistent. So definitely still needs those reps. So I'm glad that he got some playing time, but not overly impressed by, um, you know, what he's doing just yet. But I did like to see, um, you know, Geo Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, like it was nice to see those guys get some reps, um, you know, out there. Bernard finished with 28 yards. Vaughn finished with 26, um, and I think that those are guys that can be that that their roles can continue to grow. Do I think that they were underutilized this year? No, I'm not going to say that. But I do think that their roles can continue to grow. Hopefully, with this with this team, um, that they can continue to get better and get more efficient, and um, continue to create some yards. Uh, How about Devin Tompkins for, for the 17 yarder? What did
0: you think about Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I was, I thought that he came in. So we raved about certain guys during training camp and especially those preseason games that weren't so pretty, but Tompkins was always a a light in, in those games and he was a light during training camp and he got a lot of fans on board kind of fighting for him to get a spot on this roster over veterans or guys that they know and have loved for the past two, three years, or at least last year, you know? So it was really interesting to see Tompkins um, be a little bit more polished than we saw him in the beginning of the year, which is always a great thing to see in players because that means that they're on a trajectory, a positive one, progressive one. And I think that Tompkins is on a positive progressive track here. For starters, not only his role on him being um, getting throws from not only Tom Brady, but Blaine Gabbert, Um, in week 18, but also his role on special teams. Um, Some people had a little bit of a different opinion, respect and love all the opinions, but guys, the facts (laughs) are the facts. He did things better than Jalen Darden, than Jalen Darden did already. Um, Starting with the fact that he wasn't afraid to run up the field. Uh, He wasn't scared of contact. He wasn't shying away to the sidelines. Um, He was taking some hits. So to only have so much nfl experience under your belt and to already do stuff like that bless you i'm excited to see how he'll build off of that how much more yardage he can pick up i can see him actually getting some chunk yards on on a return and that makes me excited for him i think he looked good yesterday i was really impressed with what i saw and then you take him over to get some things i mean you you pitch him the ball, to be a running back. He does it, does it well. Um, And then he was able to pick up some nice passes yesterday too. So very impressed with the guy. Uh, Think that he's got a nice little future here. And he already won the hearts of many fans in training camp. So depending on how this off season goes, there's definitely a role for him on this roster come next year. So I was a big fan of seeing Tompkins in. And yes, I still choose Tompkins over Darden. Guys, you're not going to change my mind on that whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was like, well, he still has like the same – uh, statistics is Darden. And I'm like, yeah, Darden actually statistically looked better than he was doing, but still he could have done that much more if he mm-hmm. wasn't scared of contact and a magnet for the sidelines. So yep. when you look at the time experience in the NFL and then the statistics and the comparison between Darden and, and Tompkins, Tompkins has a lot more to be excited about. So I might as well. a lot not- more upside. It's yeah. a lot more upside, exactly. And then for Darden sure. can flourish where he's at now. Team is mm-hmm. everything. System is everything. For the Bucks, it's Tompkins
1: for me. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Um, one thing I was also impressed with, um, which Casey, it's it's not been this way this season, but they were two for three in red zone attempts. So it it's like in favor of the Bucks. Like normally it's like one for four, one right. you know, like one for five, one for three. Um, and they're on the they're on the a smaller side of the percentage. Um, but this time they were over 50%. Hey, Luna, I uh, she, she, she just wants to here. agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just impressed with, I know that it, we've talked and it's not like it was the most incredible offensive performance, but when they did get close to the end zone, they were able to finish the job, which mm-hmm. is something very different than what we've seen this year, this year, um, statistically, like the Bucks didn't have such an issue getting all the way down the field and close to the end zone, they had a really big issue finishing things off. Yeah. Um. So being able to see them play a game where they were able to finish things off again, I'm not saying that it was perfect offensively. There's still a lot to be desired, especially in the second half. Um. You also have your second string in, so it, you know you you there's context within this situation yeah but i did appreciate that they were two for three in the red zone attempts so i liked that um they still took some penalties casey what did you think about
0: words.
1: about yeah uh, some of the penalties that they took because that's something that has cost them before yeah to the playoffs that is definitely going to need to be cleaned up
0: The scary part, and I've defended him on here as much as I possibly can, and then he went down with injury for weeks, is uh, Luke Gereke, and he collected Mm -hmm. a real stupid holding penalty. I mean, the calls are all pretty stupid. They're they're holding calls, and a lot of that comes out of fear of those one-on-one situations that you're having, and that's not you being secure within your stance or secure within your ability to match up against some of these these bulls you're going against. Um, But week 18, you can't have that fear in your eyes. He can't have that twitch. And that's the problem is that they're still kind of playing very insecure up front there in many ways, I would say. Never discounting the the pressure, the athleticism, the strength, the everything that goes into being in the trenches. But his team's racking up penalties that don't even need to exist. And then it's not just the rookie doing it, it's also veterans doing it. So 30 yards of penalties is costly. Um, and it's it shouldn't be happening. They always have these these Yardages, these totals and penalties that are so costly that end up putting them in punting positions early, or kind of mentally talking them out of taking fourth down opportunities. They took one fourth down opportunities; they were zero for one on that one. Then you look at the Falcons, who were three and three on fourth down opportunities. You got to take those risks to stay in certain games, and now we're talking about playoff conversations. You're talking about a team that is going to take that risk, and um, that's where I kind of miss. Risk it for the biscuit situation conversation and BA and you guys already know how much I miss Bruce Arians in many in many ways. Nothing against this coaching staff, it's just the mentality the that I miss in many ways. But yeah, that would be my biggest thing is that they're too late in the game in the season to be making those mistakes. And while they try so hard to shake them off, it's just come like You want to be having this conversation week seven. You want to see the turnaround by week nine. You don't want to be talking about this week 18 heading into a really, really tough playoff matchup. So, yeah, the penalties have got to go. The penalty yards have got to go as well. Um, But with that, Kaylee, any standout players for you on the offense? Even though we got to see a little bit of some new guys, some guys we didn't get as much playing time, and then we got to see some of the good old guys that we get to count on. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess I have to go Chris Godwin just because, you know, just because of what he's been able to do this season. Um, you know, it was just, it was just last year that he had his surgery for two torn neat, uh, ligaments. Um, so it it wasn't like, oh, it was such an insane day for him. It was six passes, 55 yards. But to cross that 1,000 yard mark, that's really special. And I think that he deserves some kudos for that.
0: Yeah. And his leadership. I mean, just the yeah. person that is on the field always deserves credit. So love him for your standout player. Um, I'm going to, okay. So I had to tweet this yesterday. Sorry, not sorry, but you love to see success for Kyle Rudolph. I do. I was, I was ecstatic about this signing. I've been disappointed all season that he's barely been utilized. I think he had a lot more to offer. You saw his enthusiasm in training camp. You saw that he, you know, he told media, I'm going to, I, am going to probably irritate Tom Brady because I'm going to stick to him like glue. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to learn. I'm going to absorb. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you paid attention to his career in Minnesota. He did that. He stuck to his quarterbacks. He absorbed, he learned he was a clutch guy in many ways. Um, So I just think that Kyle Rudolph doesn't get enough credit. I think a lot of people counted him out before giving him a chance. So I was ecstatic to see him not only get in the end zone, but be used, get his 50th career touchdown, get his first touchdown as a Buccaneer. And while the chances are slim to probably see him in a Bucs jersey again, uh, I'm gonna soak it all in. So he is my standout player for offense and a nice opening drive for the Bucs.